Praise the Lord. Saints of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall be glad and rejoice in it. Welcome to the study of Advent, the wonder of Advent. We are on day 12 and Luke 7, Luke chapter 7, day 12 of Advent. Uh, it's been a joy, it's been a wonderful, wonderful joy to bring forth the word of the Lord as we prepare our hearts for this Christmas season. Amen. So God bless you all as you're joining in today. God is so good. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Go in peace. As we look at chapter seven of Luke, we see just a, a chapter that is full, just full of the miraculous, uh, consistent, you know, workings of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So lovers of God, friends of God, look at this chapter. I mean, it's incredible. In this chapter, we see Jesus um, raising the centurion's servant. We see he raises, uh, he heals the centurion's servant. He he raises the widow's son of Nain, the dead son, right? He raises his uh, the dead son from from the grave resurrection power so he heals the centurion's servant he raises the widow's son right from the dead um he casts out evil spirits he forgives sin right uh, he opens up the eyes of the blind i want to focus on the woman that the bible says the sinful woman that broke the alabaster jar over the feet of Jesus. This is found in Luke 7 and um, starting in verse, I want to, I want to jump in and starting in verse 44 and starting in verse 44, this, this woman of God that knew where to go. She knew where to go, whom to go to. She went right to Jesus, to the feet of Jesus. You know, in verse 44. I mean, most most of us, I believe, we know the story. Um, she went, she broke the alabaster flask of oil, and she poured it on Jesus's feet. She wiped his feet with her hair, right? Uh, first of all, her tears is what washed his feet. Her crying, her tears literally washed his feet. Then she, with her hair, she dried his feet. Then she broke the alabaster jar, and then she poured oil on his feet, right? And so, and in verse 50, we see that Jesus says to her, he says to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace, right? But there's something in the middle of that story that I want to point out here, this, this Advent, this Christmas season, because I think it's really important for us to hang on to this. And it starts in verse 44 of Luke 7. And it says, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? Now, she already did this act of worship. She's, she's already done, right? So he, so Jesus turns to uh, turned to the woman and he says to, to Simon, "Do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears, and then she wiped them with her hair, right? You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet." since the time I came in. 
<laughs> Since the time I came in, this woman has not stopped kissing my feet. Her tears have washed my feet. You gave me no water. Remember, they walked, they had sandals, it was dusty. They would, it's customary for, um, for, for guests to enter in that they would bring provisions, right? Wash their feet. They did none of this, but this woman with her heartfelt tears, right? Her shame, knowing that if there's anyone in the world that I can go to, I can go to him. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior, the one that forgives, the one that restores. She knew the power of this man called Christ Jesus. She had watched him, she had heard about him, and her faith in desperation drew her to him. Jesus noticed. He says to Simon, you didn't do any of this for me. What this woman has done. She has continually, nonstop, it says she hadn't ceased kissing the feet of Jesus. You do not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But for whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And then he turns sense to her, your sins are forgiven. And those that sat at the table begin to say to themselves, who is this then that even forgives sins? And he turns and says to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Go and go, go in peace. Isn't this an incredible story? Uh, never, ever, ever take for granted the salvation of our Lord. Never take for granted. Always realize this amazing, beautiful gift of salvation is something that we have. We can we can put no monetary value on. There, there is no price that, that, that you can even put on. There's no price tag. There's no no value that you can actually come up with. It is beyond anything that anyone can ever pay or restore, right? Uh, never forget the gift of salvation and the wonders of it and the incredible price that was paid for it. And not just head knowledge, never forget, but never let your heart become dull in the gift of life, eternal life. We have been given a gift. This woman knew what she needed and in her tears and in her lament, in her grief, in her shame, she went to Jesus in tears. Now, this could have been punishable, right? Uh, this this was considered taboo. A woman was not to touch a man back in those days. You know, if you you know, this was just not appropriate. She knew that she knew her faith drew her to him. Her faith compelled her. Her desperation spoke loud and clear. Jesus heard it, turned to Simon and said, you haven't provided any of these things for me, but look at this woman. Look at this woman. He literally affirmed this woman in the acts that the world would say were taboo. But Jesus saw through it all. He saw through it all. He saw to the heart and he saw the motive. And he said, this woman's motive, although can be easily misjudged, this woman's motives are right. They are right. I see what she is doing. I see her heart and I want to affirm her and not just affirm her, but literally give her salvation and wholeness. He says, you're forgiven. 
And he said, you are also, your faith has, has saved you. Go in peace. So he gave her the gift of forgiveness, but he made her whole. She was saved. Your faith has saved you. She could have had faith in, you know, in some spiritual act, in some religious act. She didn't. She could have had, uh, she had no faith. She could have just been one that had no faith and was hopeless and helpless, right? No, she heard. Everybody heard about Jesus. They were all hearing about Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, I just showed in the beginning of this broadcast message today, I, I mentioned how in the Gospel of Luke and in the in chapter seven, it's chock full. I mean, in chapter seven, the gospel starts out with Jesus healing the centurion's servant, right? And jumps right into the widow's son that died. Jesus raises the widow's son of Nain up from the dead, goes right into casting out evil spirits, right? You know, goes right into opening up the eyes of the blind. Like, then he goes to forgiving this woman. Like, the story, the gospel is, this chapter is so full of action right one after the next so we have to remember what a wonderful god we serve what a wonderful savior we serve what a wonderful loving father that says i see your acts of service. i see your heart's cry it doesn't get old i never forget i never turn my back on your worship your complete surrendered heart unto me jesus never turns his back he doesn't doesn't forget he doesn't diminish. He doesn't get tired of hearing. He doesn't get tired of you telling him that you love him. He doesn't get tired of you telling him thank you. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get annoyed. He is not, oh yeah, you've told me that a thousand times. He doesn't get tired. He, as a matter of fact, it pleases him. Remember he says, he has not stopped kissing my feet. He hasn't ceased kissing my feet. I'm sure Simon was thinking, oh wow, like, we haven't done any of that. This is not something that you do because you are instructed. This is something you do because it's who you are. And it comes forth out of the very core of thanksgiving of your heart. It comes out of a grateful heart. This is just a byproduct. It's a byproduct of a life that recognizes the gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of wholeness that we have received through Jesus, as of Jesus, this is a byproduct of our heart that will be eternally grateful. Right? When you go to worship, when you go to your church, you go to worship. You're worshiping Jesus. Give him your all. During that time, and not just that time, of course, all the time. This worship is lifestyle. But I'm talking about right now, just when you go to worship. Pour out your heart of thanksgiving. Remember, she kissed his feet. She didn't cease kissing his feet. So it wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't just a praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. One time. That's it. It was a continual act. I don't know what else to do to pour my love. When you worship, give him your all. Don't be looking around. Oh, what are people doing? Who's coming? Who's missing it. Don't waste that valuable, precious few moments 
where you can engage with him in a corporate way. And then, of course, all throughout your day, see your life as a life that is literally pouring out the fragrance of Christ. Ask the Lord to show you. Ask the Lord to, you know, to pour that into your heart if you don't think that way. So that you can live a life well-pleasing unto him as you worship. Amen? Amen. She says, I will never stop praising Jesus. It makes people uncomfortable. But I cannot hide this wonderful gift. That's right. We cannot hide this wonderful gift. We want to be like the woman that continually kissed the feet of Jesus. Jesus saw it. And he said to Simon, I came in. You didn't give me water for my feet. This woman washed my feet with her tears, dried my feet with her hair, hasn't stopped kissing. And then you didn't give me oil for my feet, but she poured fragrant oil. Let your life be in fragrant oil, rising up before him. Glory to God. Yes. And so we see, as we look at this chapter of Luke, Luke said, wow. How can you apply this chapter in this Advent season and say, Jesus, how do I kiss your feet? What would that look like today? Jesus, how do I lavish you with fragrant oil? What would that look like today? Because I want to do that very thing. Hallelujah. Amen. He will show you that mighty things. Just sit in love him every day. Glory to God. Yes, Connie, every day you experience more and more this gift, this gift of salvation, which is so amazing. Many of us were saved years ago, but you know what? It doesn't get old. We continually see the beauty of Christ, the price that he paid, the love of God, which is overwhelming. Isn't the love of God overwhelming? It is overwhelming. So beautiful. Hallelujah. Yes, Shante. I see your prayer need, Shante. Can you please pray for me and my husband? I feel the enemy is attacking my marriage. Also, my son has been struggling with anger. Father, I lift up Shante and I lift up her marriage. I lift up her household, her son. Lord, I thank you for a divine turnaround. Lord, I thank you that wherever there needs to be uh, you know, peace right now, I thank you like you, you are the Prince of Peace. Lord, wherever they're not on the same page, I pray right now for an awakening, awakening of hearts. Lord, I thank you, Father, that right now there's a turnaround, softening of hearts. Lord God, that wherever there is pride and contention, strife and unbelief and division and chaos. We just command the chaos to stop. We speak forth the healing virtue of the Lord our God. We speak forth the love of God in this relationship as well as 
one. I command anger to stop. Father, it's a spirit, and I know it's a spirit in the child because it shows there's something going on in the parents in their relationship. So, Father, right now we just command that anger in her little boy to stop. We bind, we muzzle it, we cancel it, we command it to leave. But Lord, I do pray right now for true repentance. I pray for an openness. I pray, Lord God, for both husband and wife to have genuine godly conversation. Lord God, that you bring in a third party to help them to resolve whatever it is needs to be to resolve. But I thank you, Lord God, for peace and for turnaround, Lord, in this marriage. I speak in, in this marriage in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up our children as well, and we thank you for them, Lord. They are gifts to us. You've given to us on loan, our children and our grandchildren. They don't belong to us. They're gifts. They've been given for us to, to nurture, for us to raise up, for us to uh, foster and for us to care of and provide for and love and teach the way of the Lord. And so, Father, we thank you for these gifts. We ask you for your wisdom as we raise up this next generation, both our own and our grandchildren as well. We thank you as we, as you give us the wisdom and the insight, Lord God, the strength, Lord God, and just everything we need to raise up this next generation to be an influence in this next generation. Father, I thank you right now for, for opening up their understanding, Lord, that they will serve you. As for me and my house, Lord, we will serve you. As for me and my house, Lord, I thank you that all of our children, they will all be taught of the Lord and grace will be their peace. I thank you that wherever sin has literally encroached upon them and they have and has a stronghold in their lives, Lord, God, sin is not too strong for you. Nothing is above the name of Jesus. And even as we read this woman, came to you because she saw her need. Let our loved ones see their need and let them come right to the feet of Jesus. Let them be as, as this woman, never stopping to kiss the feet of Jesus. We pray this, we believe this, we come in agreement, all of us, in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's children said, amen. Amen and amen. God bless you all. You are filled with the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Ghost. You are filled with God's dunamis power. Go out today and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Go out today and love him and let it be known that Jesus is your Lord. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next time.